not one that I'm saying right now, but I think of, I think it's um, Exodus 33, where Moses said he wanted to see God. And I'm just trying to imagine how that was. And God said, no, you can't see me. He said, but I'm going to put you in a special place and you will you will feel my presence. And I'm just kind of, you know, embellishing on that. But just how powerful that moment was to be that close to God. But Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. The presence of God is here. The presence of God is here. But not only is God's presence here, I thank God for my family being here on the day. That's my family over there, y'all. That's my family. <laughs> we thank God for him being here on today. I do want, yes, him and her both, yes. My brother and my sister are here. We thank you for being with us on today. Um, let's just go right into this. Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Lord, as we have declared and we decree according to your word and your spirit, because in our flesh, in our bodies, we can do nothing, but we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Lord, my body, my mind is weak, but Lord, in you, I'm strong. Lord, I thank you that when you gave up the ghost and the veil was written too, and the and the, uh, all that happened at that moment, Lord, there was no more high priest that we needed to go into the Holy of Holies. Now we can go boldly into the throne of grace. Yes, you are still our high priest, and you sit at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. So thank you, Lord. We still look unto you. And Lord, you have given us the ability to tread upon lions or uh, scorpions and serpents. And nothing by any means can hurt us. So, Lord, we stand in your presence and we are uh, continuing to do the work that you have called us to do. These works and, and greater works shall you do. Because you go away to be with the father. So, Lord, right now we're just we're just basking in your presence. Lord, I'm just a voice. I'm just like the mailman. I'm just delivering. I'm just delivering. And if something I'm saying offends you, I pray that I'm speaking your words, Lord. I pray that I'm just speaking your word. So if what I'm saying offends you, I pray that it be because it's something that's wrong in us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, my strength and redeemer. But I pray that there be something in us that would rejoice and say, this is what the Lord is saying to me. And be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want to start off by saying, first of all, I want to give this disclaimer. Um, well, first of all, for those of you that want to... Uh, Sow a seed into this ministry, please. Um, you can go to Cash App at, op at Open Altar. Um, and please, as the Lord leads, sow a seed into this ministry because we are not about these four walls. We are about giving to the community and giving back to the community. Uh, we're feeding. We're giving uh, uh, 
there's a local school that we have partnered with that these children are not being, um, they're not going hungry on the weekends. We're giving them beach peas. So into this ministry, if the Lord leads you, as the Lord leads you, uh, pray about it. But I want to give this disclaimer. Uh, the last time I spoke, I said that th that was the last um, of the sermon series on living disciples. This is the last one. This is the last one. So y'all forgive me. I spoke out of turn. Um, but as I go into the message, I want to give you this scripture. And oftentimes I just want to pass this on that any time that we begin to study the word of God, we always need to ask God to show himself to us and reveal his word. Ephesians 1 and 17 says that the Lord Jesus Christ, if I can get that, that the Lord of Jesus Christ and I, every scripture I read will be from the new King James version. Same as the King James just takes out some of that the thou beget begot stuff that the Lord God our that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So what am I saying? First of all, we need God. God wrote the manual. So it's like when you buy a product, can you put that back up there, please? That God wrote the manual. And when we have problems understanding how to put something together, there's always a number on there. They'll tell you if you have problems, call this number and we'll walk you through putting this together or putting your working your computer. So that's the wisdom and revelation. And you don't have to, this is actually a prayer we can pray. Lord, I'm getting ready to get in your word. And Lord, you know something? If you don't reveal your word to me, I'll never understand it. But notice this is what I really like. It says in that third line, it says may give who? You. It doesn't say may he give pastors. May he give apostles. May he give bishops. May he give you. That's for everyone, the word of God. So we need to make sure that when we hear the word of God, Lord, give me spirit and the spirit of wisdom and revelation to understand what I'm either reading or what I'm hearing. All right. So. Living disciples, where today's topic is everyday living, everyday living, everyday living as a disciple. Now, my second disclaimer and my last disclaimer is this. Indulge me just for a moment for those of you who are really not into sports. Indulge with me, please, please, please. If you're not really into sports for just a few minutes, too often teams, and I'm speaking primarily of football and basketball, teams will get behind because of mistakes they make. And then they want to play catch up. You're down in football, and I'll stick to football. They get down by two, maybe three touchdowns or scores. So then. They get the ball, and all of a sudden, instead of just handing it off and just trying to get yardage to get down the field to make another score, they want to fade back and throw the long ball, inter interception, or incomplete pass. Now, the way football is designed is you have four downs, but really only three downs to get at least 10 yards to maintain possession. But if you do not get a first down, legally, you must surrender possession to the other team. You, by rule, must surrender possession to the other team. As children of God, God has given you possession of his word. And he is saying you have 
time to take this, what I have given you, and move it. If you are not moving with the word of God and doing what I've commanded you to do, authority is being given over to the enemy because we have fallen behind. And when and Miss, Miss, Mrs. Future Patrick Mahomes over there, she's sitting over there yelling at it. Did I say that? That's my wife. We're sitting there, and, and I mean, she loves Patrick. She's like, where did the cheese, are the cheese on TV? What's wrong with the TV set? So we're sitting there watching TV, and it's like, what's wrong with the defense? Why y'all letting them get, why don't y'all, how come y'all ain't got nobody on that? And we do that. As long as you're moving the ball, everybody's cheering for you. But when the other team has the ball, we're mad. Why are we getting so mad at the devil when we had the ball, we didn't do anything with it? But we as believers, we're singing songs. We're saying, Lord, I'm available to you. And we say, Lord, if you can use anyone, you can use me. I'll go anywhere, Lord. Anywhere you send me, I'll go. I'll go. Thinking that God's going to say, I want you to quit your job. I want you to pack your bags. Get your family, and I want you to go to a foreign nation. And it's like, Joker, you don't even know who your next door neighbor is. But we think God's going to tell us to go to a foreign nation and talk to people who don't even speak English. Too many often we have heard people say to us, you know, watch how you live because the life you live is the only Bible that some people will ever read. Anybody ever heard that before? The life you live is the only Bible that some people will ever live. Yes, 2 Corinthians, and I encourage everyone, even you that are watching on live stream, take notes because I encourage you. Robert Spady is flesh and blood, and he will make mistakes, and he will say things that may not be correct. And you're going to do things, and it's like, God's going to say, why are you doing that? Because Pastor Robert said, but is that what my word said? But Pastor Robinson, but is that what my word said? Well, he's the only Bible that I have ever read. <laughs> so anyhow, but the word says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says that, yes, we are living epistles. Isn't that what the word said? We are living epistles. But 2 Timothy, or excuse me, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 says this. Take heed. To you yourselves and to the doctrine. Continuing them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who what? Hear you, not watch you. Those who hear you. So, what are you saying? What are you saying? Is your word seasoned with good speech? Let no corrupt communication, as Ephesians says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Words that are uplifting to other people? Are you speaking life? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Are we speaking things like that? We need to know what we're speaking. Like, much like in John chapter Jesus was feeding the multitude, and then the next day, people are continuing to follow him. And he says, I know why you're following me, because I fed you bread. 
But the bread that you really need is the bread of life. And I am that bread. I am that bread. And as the chapter goes on, he eventually tells them, you, you can't handle this. And many, of, as the Bible says, many of the disciples walked away. But it's not the signs, wonders, and miracles which the Bible writes of. God's word tells us, and these signs shall follow. But it's not the signs, wonders, and miracles that keep people. Because here it is, the 31st day of the month of October. 31 days in this month. By show of hands, how many of you have performed miracles this month? Y'all had 31 days. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Be quiet in the back. <laughs> it's the word. Because true enough, and, I, and this is part of my testimony, is I, I joined a church because I was so enamored. I was so I was pulled in by the praise and worship team. This was the first church I had ever been to that I had experienced praise and worship. I was so used to choirs. Music will draw us in. And we can get so hyped up by the music. But it's the word that's going to keep you. Because if someone is on a sick bed, not necessarily a deathbed, and they need prayer, what are you going to say? <laughs> You're going to sing to them. That's right. You're going to sing to them. Jesus loves the little children. All the little children. It's, that's not going to help anybody. They need the word. They need the word. Let's look at, let's look at Luke chapter 16, verse 27. Luke chapter 16, verse 27. And th these are the words of Jesus. You know the, the, um, the, the story, and some people say this is a parable, but it's actually a story because Jesus, this is the only story, I'll put it this way, the reason why it's not a parable is because there's actually a person named in this. Then Jesus said, this man, or excuse me, is um, the beggar, the rich man and Lazarus, the rich man and Lazarus. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, excuse me. They both died. One went to hell. The other one laid, goes to uh, Abraham's bosom. The rich man says, I beg you, therefore, that, uh, that you would send him to my father's house. Excuse me, I'm a little tongue-tied. Next verse. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, they, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear one of them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. Then lastly, but he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, uh, though one rise from the dead. So what does this tell us? You can't rely on signs, wonders, and miracles. Because if someone raises, is raised from the dead, is that really something to say, oh, wow, 
I want to come, I want to be a Christian. Is that really going to, so that means everybody needs to go to a funeral to get saved. Signs, wonders, and miracles are not really going to save a whole lot of people, or persuade, should I say, a whole lot of people. But more than anything is we need to be a witness to people while we're yet living. We need to be a witness to people while we're yet living. Because once, once you're gone, you are gone. So my first point is this, and I'm mindful of my time. My first point is this, serve all as unto God whether they're older, younger, men or women. Serve all as unto God. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 22. Bond servants, or who? Who? Okay. What's another word? Everybody or slaves. Why is he talking about slaves? Okay. Obey all in all things, your masters. So he's talking about slaves. According to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleases, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. So some people will use this and say, well, God condones slavery. No. But whose fault is it that we're in the position we're in? It's not God's fault. It's not. But God recognizes that there are people in the prison system. God ain't going to just break open the jail and say everybody be free because guess what? They did something to put themselves there. But you have some powerful people. I'm talking about some godly men on death row right now. They fear God more than we do. They have such a tight relationship, but God's saying, guess what? You are a slave, but while you are serving your master, do so. I need that scripture, please. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but with sincerity of heart. But we who get in our cars from our houses and go to our jobs, we're like, you know, I'm giving the man eight and that's it. He better not call me no more. I don't need this job. When I found this job, I was looking for a job. But when was the last time you took your boss out to dinner? You ain't never do that because I haven't done it. And I don't plan on doing it. But when was the last time you offered your boss a card? Or said, here, you know, here's a gift card. Or, hey, happy birthday. The simple things that we could do to show the love of Christ. This is showing servitude because Christ himself said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. I'm not saying take your clothes off and wash your feet. I'm just saying we need to serve others because we learned that a disciple is what? A pupil and a learner. A pupil and a learner. And we need to learn because in the world we live in now, it's ever evolving and everything is going to computers. And we can't say, I ain't learning Give me an old piece of paper and a pencil. No, it's computers. And if the man says, or excuse me, if your job, I don't like to say the man, if the job says we're going to computers, you need to learn computers. Point number two, be an example of grace. 
as a disciple, you need to be an example of grace. We want to receive grace, but we don't want to give grace. Let's look at Second Samuel chapter 9. I hope you all are getting something out of this. Second Samuel chapter 9. Again, from New King James Version. Now, David said, is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul? And this is after Saul and Jonathan have been killed. Or excuse me, they committed suicide. Or Jonathan was killed, Saul committed suicide. Is there anyone who is still left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And there is a... And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they all called to him, called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? And he said, at your service. Then the king said, is there still not someone in the house of Saul looking for someone in the bloodline whom I may show kindness to the house of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. Now jump down to verse 6. Because there were some names in there and you lose the anointing when you start pronouncing them names. <laughs> it, it falls off you. <laughs> Don't it though? The anointing goes. <laughs> now when Mephibosheth, the, I can say that. When Mephibosheth, say it fast three times. The son of Jonathan, the son of Saul had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness. Now, I want y'all to, to get this. For Jonathan, your father's sake, I will restore all of the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table Excuse me, did I read all of that? And you shall eat bread at my table continuously. So, so look at all that's going to happen. Go, go back. He's saying, I'm going to show you kindness for your father's sake, restore the land from your grandfather, and you're going to eat at my table continuously. But look, this is what, this is the grace that he's showing. But there's some underlying things here. Because people would say, hey man, whatever happened between you and Reggie? It's like, what do you mean? Because this is where we have to take the high road. What do you mean, what happened between them? Man, because I heard he almost got you fired. It's like, look man, I made peace with Reggie. And Reggie ended up getting fired himself. Or me and Reggie are good or whatever. Because let's look at, um, what was that? 1 Samuel 23, 17. Jonathan and David are having a conversation. Jonathan says to David, and he said to him, Do not fear, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you. You shall be king over Israel, and please keep this up, and I shall be next to you. Even my father Saul knows that. Now, why is this important? Yeah, man, 
when you get that job, man, we going to party. Man, when you get that car, man, we going to be riding around. It's like, we? I'm getting a car and we going to ride. I'm getting a job and we going to party. Can you keep that slide up there, please? How is it Jonathan is exerting himself into a position? Jonathan's like, you know, when you get to Walmart, whichever line is shorter, you're going to jump in that line. It's like he knows that his father, Saul, is the king. So if anything happens to his father, he's next in line. But he says, well, David, you're next to be king. So but if anything happens to you, I know that I'll be next to you. He's manipulating David. He's manipulating David. But guess what David says? He says, he tells Mephibosheth. He says, but guess what? I'm looking past all of that. He says, but but for the sake of your father, for the sake of your father, because Jonathan has nothing really to offer David. He's showing grace. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, you've got to learn to show grace to people. Regardless of what they do to you. And some people have this mindset that there's a demon underneath every rock. Your car won't start in the name of Jesus. No, you need to do a tune up. (laughs) Be wise as serpent and harmless as dove. Find out why things aren't working in your life before you try to cast a demon out of it. So, you know, You know, the Bible tells us to know them that labor among you and and things like that. I mean, ask God about situations, but everything is not about a demon. But he's he's showing um, he's showing grace. Uh, Go back to that. uh, Second Samuel nine and seven, please. He's saying, I will restore the land. Excuse me. Yeah, I will show kindness of your father for Jonathan's sake. And the land of your grandfather, even though his grandfather tried to kill him. And then I'm going to eat, you're going to eat bread at my table? What does that say about David's heart? He was after God's heart. I don't care what you're trying to do to me. And then my... um, My last point. Let's talk about let's talk about our king. We've got and my third point is this. Live for others and not yourself. Live for others and not yourself. Let's talk about Jesus early life. And this is all a secret. Okay. Jesus, he's going to the bathroom, so we're not going to talk. He don't know. Okay, okay, y'all don't tell him. I told him I was going to tell y'all something, but don't. Well, let's, let's talk about Jesus' early life. Okay, his siblings didn't have the same daddy. Did y'all know that? He was, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit, but he, the Bible says that um, Mary, uh, Luke, cons- uh, Luke 
2 and 7 that says that Mary brought forth her firstborn. So Mary had other children. So they had a different daddy. So, you know, and back then that was a disgrace, but nobody knew. Uh, like, don't tell Jesus. Jesus was born in a manger. He was born among animals. How many of you all were born in a hospital? I was. I was born in an awful community. You were? Home born, home schooled. Oh. <laughs> home kicked out, home expelled. <laughs> but he was born in a manger. Because there was what? No room in the inn. The king, King Herod, didn't even know him and wanted to have him killed. He was already starting off bad. For three days, Luke chapter 2, for three days his parents didn't know where he was. Did not know where he was, assuming that he was with relatives. Number five, when other boys, other boys, Manasseh, Josiah and Jehoash, they were, they were 12, 8, and 7-year-old. They were already kings. And Jesus, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, he didn't even start his ministry till he was 30 years old. I mean, can you imagine, how many of you all know 7-year-olds, some 7-year-olds? And they were already king. It's like, he... <laughs> He falling out because you won't give him your phone, the one you paying the bill on. And he's already a king. But when we think about, and I'm going to go straight to 2 Peter chapter 3, never mind um, John 15. When we talk about living for others, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. It says, knowing this, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lust. And lust is not, we, we get this thing when, when you think of lust, the first thing that pops in our mind oftentimes is, is sex. Let, let's be honest, the first thing is lust. Lust can be after a whole lot of things. We can lust for money, we can lust for food, we can lust for a whole lot of things. But whatever their lust is. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Ain't nothing changed. Nothing changed. Soon and, y'all been singing soon and very soon, we're going to see the king. When is soon? And then jumping down to verse 8. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Verse 9, the Lord is not, is not slack concerning whose, his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come into repentance. So my question is this. It says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Romans says that, we are heirs of God and joint heirs 
with Christ Jesus. We want to be heirs. Who wants to be an heir? We all want to be heirs. But it says if we continue. If we continue, we don't want to continue. We just want to be heirs, right? We want we we don't want. Oh, I want to do the continuing part. Can I have that slide back up there, please? But it says he is not slack concerning his promise. But what's the great commission? It says go and make disciples. So he's not slack concerning his promise. Are we slack concerning our promise? Our promise is, is that we would go into all the world. When we, we basically, when we, when we comply with Romans 10, 9, and 10, we basically said, Lord, I promise to do what Romans 10, 9, and 10. Because we didn't do what the manual said. The manual says, from Genesis to Revelation, I do. Now, we can't be held accountable. It's like, well, I'm not going to read it, so I ain't got to do it. <laughs> you can't hold me accountable because I haven't read it yet. No, no. We've been doing this long enough that we should know. Are we thinking about other people's souls? But it says, no, hold on there, Baba Louie. You can do quick, that's old quick, quick draw. Quick draw. <laughs> hold on there, Baba Louie. All right. It says, but he's long-suffering. He is long-suffering. What is that word long-suffering? What makes you think of? Galatians chapter 5. Now, the fruit of the Spirit is love, peace, joy, long-suffering. We get that fruit if God is long-suffering. Lord, I invited them to church, but they ain't coming. I did my part. The rest is on you. Some plant, some water. Lord, you got to get an increase. The work ain't done. We got to live for others. Did we go to church, and, I, and, and I'm done. Did we go to church the first time somebody invited us? Did we get saved the first time we heard the message of Jesus Christ? No. We have to be living disciples every day. Every single day day so we just thank you for my brother and my sister it's so good to see them again faithful servants of the body of Christ willing obedient um, in everything that they've done everything they continue to do and all of you we thank you for joining us on today um, it's my heart's desire that this message has touched you in some way. Um, and it's not for me um, to say where you are. People will say, I'm a Christian. And you hear people make statements like, yeah, it was the man upstairs. And immediately, we know it's, he's not a man. And it's not to say that they, they don't know him. It's, that's just the language they use. They can have a closer relationship with God than I do. But it's so important that we live a life that emulates and mimics and shows the love of who Jesus Christ really is. 
God, just bless me. It's been my heart's desire. And I've always wanted to have a brand new Jaguar. But ain't nobody getting in it but me. I won't even let my wife get in that car. Is that Christ? No. Is that Christ? The good room, you know, the couch that's got all plastic over everything and the, and the runner over the carpet. You can, you can walk on the carpet, but it's like a museum. If you get off the carpet, you subject to have security come in. <laughs> With what? Yeah. You know, like, this, like they say, it's, it's the real young guy who's insecurity. Or the old guy who's social security, one or the other. Blooms. All right. But either way, you know, you got that good room in your house. It's like, why do we have those places? It's like, but it's off limits. The earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. Gang. People are fighting over territory. <laughs> they fighting over territory that we paying taxes on. <laughs> and when they die, it won't belong to them anyway. Heaven and earth are going to pass away. But only what we do for Christ is going to last. So I pray, it's my heart's desire, that these words have fallen onto good ground. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that even now, for someone who has heard this word, whether it be today, October the 31st, that does not know Jesus Christ or needs to rededicate themselves, that right now, In their own words, they're saying, Lord, I realize I, I need you or I need you to come back or I need to come back to you because you've always been there. You've never left me. So, Lord, I, I need to come back to you right now. And I want to I want to come back to you, Lord, and I don't want to date you, Lord. I want to be married. Because people will go on years and years and years and years. It's like, why not just get married and make it official? Because there are no benefits to people who are dating. You have to be married to get the benefits. So make, say, Lord Jesus. I'm asking you now, forgive me my sins. Come back to my heart, and I'll come back to you. I love you, Lord, because even as Isaiah said, you love me, and you gave yourself for me. And Holy Spirit, I pray a seal over this word right now, a seal 
over this word right now that has been planted in the hearts and in the minds of those who hear, whether it be today or another day, another time, that the enemy cannot pluck it out of their spirits and it will bring forth fruit in its season. Thanking you, Father, for what you're doing in your people. And Lord, we continue to take the authority that you have given us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper in the name of Jesus. No small, no medium, no large demon is greater than the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we thank and we praise you in your precious name. Amen. So we thank you all so much. Uh, God is good all the time. Um, thank you for being here with us on the day. Thank God for my precious bride, Pastor Wendy. Um, Yes. You have something to say? Okay. Um, we're going to get ready.